And hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the Reaching and Teaching Podcast presented by CIE Sports. You see the phone. You see the logo right there. Uh, I'm your host, Robinson. I'm jo- obviously joined by my co-host, Johnny. We have a special guest, another special guest on the NBA 2K League on this edition. We have the center for Nets GC. We have Shots here chilling with us. What's up, Clap Shots? it up. Clap it up. Clap it up. Man. Appreciate you guys having me, man. Yeah, we appreciate you to, uh, taking the time to talk to us. Uh, obviously, you guys are in the midst of a bye week, so you guys have some free time. And, uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been pretty cool. Uh, we, we've we been following your team, like I said, uh, off camera. I am assigned to follow the Nets GC, and you guys have very, had a very interesting season. But first, let's start off with you. How did you get into NBA 2K and the NBA 2K League? Yeah, um, I had always had a love for sports when I was young, um, and then video games kind of mixed into that. And um, I started just playing video games when I was young and I had the love for sports first. So then I played a lot of sports video games. Um, and then once I got to the point where I wasn't good enough to play sports like all the time, <laughs> I kind of hopped on the sticks more. So uh, I don't know, I just kind of played, I played a lot of games and it just happened that I ended up being good at 2K and I kind of just ran with it, kind of just kept getting better at 2K. And then, you know, down the line, they eventually announced the league. So. Uh, just years of playing the game uh, got me ready for the league. What's your What was your first 2K? Oh, I want to say it was 2K5. It was Ben Wallace, so 2K5 on nah. PS2. Um, okay. That was the first one that I remember playing like all the time, and I was probably like mm-hmm. nine years old or something like that. But ever since then, I've been I've had 2K every single year. Uh, nah, so, so Johnny, that, Johnny that was the one I fell in love with. <laughs> yeah, nice, Johnny, nice. Johnny's in the same boat. You got big, big Ben over here. But uh, yeah, yeah uh, it's. it's I feel I feel the same for you. I remember when I remember I broke my ankle, tried to right before I was sitting off playing kickball, and I said it's not sports is not meant for me. Uh, although, <laughs> yeah. although, although although I broke although I broke my ankle doing a handstand, but it's that's a different story for another day. I just feel Jesus. I just felt like it wasn't meant for me. But uh, yeah, I, I kind of feel sometimes that's why I'm in the journalism industry myself. Uh, you couldn't I, I wasn't God didn't give me the ability to play sports. My knees are cooked. My ankles are not the best. <laughs> so uh, I said let's talk. I'd rather just talk about it. So anyways. Once you make the 2K League, you found yourselves on Blazers 5 Gaming. Talk about being on a team with two MVPs, with one Wild Walnut and Mama I'm Dead Man, and how did that help you mature into your great play? Yeah, for sure. Um, that was something, I mean, looking back now, like, <clears throat> that was obviously the first season, the first team I was on, but that was a mm-hmm. really special team. And um, just this a group of guys that we had on that team, uh, just having three, I feel like, with me, Mama Walnut, and even Jomar on that team, and Lavish, mm-hmm. like, five really quality players in the league. So looking back, like that was a really good experience with that roster. And uh, those guys kind of just, they handled the business on the cameras that year. And I kind of like, I'm kind of low key guy. So, you know, I was just kind of low key, just, I mean, I was just hooping, doing my thing. And those guys were handling all the spotlight stuff. So, you know, they're two really good, great personalities and really, really good players on the court as well. So uh, just playing with them was great. And, you know, learning just little things from Walnut. And I think I helped him too. He helped me too. Like they went both ways. Uh, and that was just a great team. And Jomar, I mean, we Jomar's came a long way uh, from season one. So, just that whole group of guys, man, it was a really, it was a special team. It's so crazy because, like, it's all in hindsight, right? Like, I got obviously at yeah. the time, no one knew, you know, one while one were going to be MVP that season. The next season, my mom, that man, is the MVP. So it's just like you look at that team. It's like, man, that could have stayed together. It's like you know when you have rookies coming in, it's like all young guys, and they break the team up too early, and like. Like, we could have stayed together. I mean, yeah, it, it, it was it was tough uh, just because of the expansion rules. Because um, yeah, you can only protect yeah. two guys that year. So I was a lot of man out. Um, <sighs> and I felt like us three, you know, was obviously a really good big three. But, you know, it, whatever happened, mm-hmm. whatever happened, happened. So, uh, but just looking back on it, like I said, it was a special, special season. 
I have mm. one important question. This could be uh, this is a make or break question. We have to ask this. Did mm. you ask One Wild Walnut and Mom Mom Dan Wan where they got their name from? Did you ask them like how did that name come about? Why'd you go? With that? Um, I, I Mama got his name from the Mark Jackson when he's like when Mark Jackson would say Mama, mm -hmm. there goes that man. That's where he got that one from. He says that, and he was all he was he was Mama before. Like he had some other like. I don't know. It was just, I don't know how he got that originally. I, I guess it was mm -hmm. from the same thing, but he had kind of changed it around like variant, like it was different variances of his gamer tags. So he ended up settling with Mama and Man Man. But uh, Walnut, I think that was a generated, I'm pretty sure that was a generated gamer tag, <laughs> like from, from Xbox. Like, well, I don't think he, I don't yeah. think he really came up with that. <laughs> right, so we, we found some things that I hope, well, if he says Mama, if he says something Mama before that, maybe, I don't know, it was possibly inappropriate because we all know how it was back then when you the Mama jokes, just play Mama on YouTube, you see for yourself. Anyway. Yeah, that was a different time back then. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, so now let's talk about you. Uh, let's talk about you again. So first off, you lost over 40 pounds. First off, congratulations on that. That's, uh, that's, a, that's a phenomenal feat. How did you go about it? And what was the tipping point where you said, all right, it's time to lose this weight? So, uh, and by the way, I'm going to see if I asked uh, maybe our producer, Joel, could put it up as we go on this video to see the big weight difference because you have it on your Twitter account. Yeah. Um, I, I had always, I, to be honest, just really just, it's being, it was me just being lazy over the field. Like I've always wanted to lose a lot, drop a lot of weight. And I know I was capable of doing it, but it's really just me just honestly being lazy and just playing the game and not really caring about losing weight, just putting my effort to it. And I got to, I got what happened really, to be honest, I got to Brooklyn this year. It was like early April. And I was just, we were waiting for the league build. And I, there was like weeks where I'm just sitting around doing nothing. I'm like, you know what, this, I'm wasting my time. Like, I'm going to get out and I'm going to set a goal. I'm going to lose all this weight. Like, it's just, it was just really from just sitting around in that month of April, just waiting for the league build to come out. And I'm like, man, I can't, I can't, I can't live like this. Like, I got I to gotta make a change. So that was really just the biggest thing for me. Nice. That's um, so now uh, this is your first season with NetGC. Uh, you you talked about how you got you guys want to do some big things. You are one of the best rebounders and efficient scorers in the league. Just talk about your season thus far with NetGC. Yeah, it's been like we said, like you said earlier, it's been an interesting season. Um, ups and downs, which every team's going to have ups and downs. Um, I think the biggest thing for us uh, just not performing as well as we would like to in our, in the tournaments, like the goals that we set, like in a tip off, not making it out of our, our group. And then in the turn, just winning one series. I think that's something that's going to motivate us for the playoffs. Cause I, I really think everyone really believes that we should have did better in both of those. And the regular season, it's kind of it, really, I'm not supposed to say this, but it doesn't matter as much. You just want to get to the playoffs. Um, the uh, having a top two seed is great. Obviously that'd be really nice. Uh, and that's something we, uh, it's really not, we're not going to get now, but that was something we were shoot. That was our goal. So it, it was kind of disappointing to fall, fall short of that goal, but really in this league, like just from being in it, you just got to get to the playoffs. It doesn't matter what seed you are. It doesn't matter who you be before you get to the playoffs. You just have to make the playoffs and give yourself a chance of anything to happen in the playoffs. So you just got to get there and give yourself that opportunity. But I think, I think the losses for us in the tournaments, I think, I think we're actually going to grow off those a lot. So I'm, we'll see. I mean, I'm hoping that I'm hoping that it's going to make a difference in the playoffs. Absolutely. I think you have when, when you lose tough games, because I, I've followed you guys, you know, Robson says I've just followed Gen G, but I follow the league as a whole. And I've watched a couple of the games and guys, a lot of the games you've had have been kind of close or has been, you know, just one wrong move or error and the momentum just shifts and then it gets out of hand. But I think ultimately from those losses to, do, to the tournaments, so the tip off, the turn, 
Um, I think definitely can you learn from those and then obviously moving forward to the playoffs. If we, was it two weeks away now? We're two, two, two and a half um, weeks away? We got, yeah, I think it's like three because we have a ticket. There's going to be a ticket in between two. The ticket, so. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it, it, it's, you, yeah go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Rob. No, go ahead, go ahead, Rob. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, and I was going to say, you just have, I believe you just have the series against the Bucks game. I think that's the last game you have yeah. for the regular season. And then that's pretty much it. You're off to the, you're off to the ticket. So it's, uh, you guys have a, you guys have a lot of time to like, Come back, reevaluate what's going on, but uh, especially with the bye week right now, just kind of just come together, collab, just kind of look yeah. Thing. And that's, that's and we really week. have used we've used this bye week actually. It really, I feel like it's really good use. We've been trying some different things, and and I think we'll maybe we'll see something next week or maybe not, but we'll see how it goes. But we've definitely been in the lab trying things out still. So, nice. so tell we. I think you might be the first, uh, Johnny. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is this, I think this is the first center we've had on the podcast. And yes, finally a big it, man, Bill. Jeez, man. Don't listen. Don't uh, listen to him because he is six eight in real life. So he's like, oh, no, no. I play. He's like, oh, I'm Bill. like, oh, I'm the stop, tall guy. Stop, this guy, stop, when we go into the MTA train, he has to duck his head. So stop, don't stop, get out of here. This is not for you. This is called big man bills. I actually play my career on 2K, and I have a big man bill because it's it's. The fun, most fun for me to do because it's it's for me personally. I, I don't know about two shots, but when you have a big man build, like you get all the guys with the attention, the the, the, the shot creators, the ball handlers, three point shooters, all those guys get all the attention. But the big man down low who gets the rebounds, blocks the shots, who gets dunked on the majority of the time to defend the rim. You know, we don't get a lot of credit, and I'm I'm finally glad to see someone we have on the show have a big man build. So shout out to you, shots, for kind of holding it down for the big men out there. It's a reflection of his real life, so don't listen to him. Anyways, oh, uh, so you you talk so obviously, like I was saying, uh, as a center, you guys have a different you guys have a different duty. You're always setting up the pick and rolls. You got to get open, and then you have those dunks. Talk about how how important that is in setting up your center. Make sure that your guys are centered, uh, is dominant, and you're a focal point of the team's offense. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think the biggest thing, and that get which is what most people don't kind of see uh, in the league and in, in our two K competitively in general, five on five two K is that you have to get your point guard open and obviously some point guards are better at getting themselves open, but the center is a big part of that too. And I feel like on the offensive end, like I feel like I'm one of the best centers uh, at getting my point guard open and, and then, you know, doing, getting a rebound if he misses or if, cause chalk, like he's chalk is really good at, for example, like I'll use our team. Like chalk's really good at, he knows like angles of getting open. So he makes my job easier as a center, but I, I make his job easier too. Like it goes hand to hand. Um, I think that chemistry on the pick and roll has been really, I mean, our offensive numbers speak for themselves. I think we're top two or three in every, almost every offensive category in the league. So uh, just really just getting, freeing up your point guard. I mean, you want your point guard as comfortable as you can be. That's the biggest thing in this league. Uh, If your point guard scoring the ball, the assists are going to come with it. And obviously chalk passes the ball a lot, leads league in (laughs) second and scoring. So I I feel like we offensively, we've, we've really executed very well on the offensive end. I think it's just bringing the defense together to, to match our offense. And I'm glad you brought up Chalk because uh, Chalk in our latest episode that we did should be going up anytime now. It's, we talked about, I, I made my case, uh, I made the case that Chalk should be MVP for the league. He's in the contention for July player of the month. What, what do you think he should be MVP and just talk about why, why he should be the MVP of the league? Oh, for sure. Uh, I, I think so. I think really the only guy you can debate is 630 on the Pacers, but I, I'll go mm-hmm. with Chalk. Uh, he, he's pretty much putting up the same scoring numbers with more assists. And I mean, they're shoot, I'm pretty sure they're shooting. I think Chalk's shooting actually a little better. I know it's really close, but efficiency wise, I mean, they're pretty similar. He's passing the ball more. I just think as a whole, our offense is just way better. And it's hard to, it's hard for me like to say just, 
you know, overall record and, and things like that, because that factors in defense and things like that. The point guard really only controls one end of the floor. I mean, you still have to play defense, yes, but uh, these point guards are really just, you know, controlling the offense, and that's pretty much the main thing. So I feel like just in general, our offense is better, and I feel like he's outperformed him just a little bit. But, I mean, it's really close. Six is a great player as well, but I, I definitely think it's down to those two. Um, but I would definitely lean chalk just because of the just because of the 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 volume of numbers and still having the same efficiency. Mm. Well, there 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 you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That's someone that be like, hey, you want to see someone that's MVP? He just he gave you the breakdown <laughs> right there. All right. Uh, so you guys are fourth in the Eastern Conference, and you guys talk about how you guys had essentially up and down season. Like what else, like how what's the best? What are, what other ways can you describe this season so far? Your first one, that's GC and. This weird season, like it feels like every it's like it feels like almost every series you've had, you split. There's been some series where you've been swept. Uh, I think uh, I think you've only been swept. You Nessie have only been swept once or twice. I think because of the Raptors, and I don't know if you've been swept another time. Wizards. Wizards. Well, wizards. Well. Uh, okay. You've only okay. been swept twice, uh, but you split a lot of series. So how would you describe your your season essentially? Yeah, it was definitely um, – they were calling a split GC at first, like the first three split or four GC. weeks. Split we were GC. Just, yeah, <laughs> we were just splitting every series like the first three or four weeks. So uh, we had a big – I remember we had a big sweep, sweep against Utah, and then we followed that and got swept by the Wizards. Uh, but then after that, it hasn't been as many splits. Uh, we took care of business against some teams we're supposed to, like the Hawks. Um, I, we took care of business against the Celtics when they were kind of at their low point. They're way better now, but uh, we took care of business against them. The Raptors one was a tough one. Uh, they're one of the hottest teams right now, though. So really looking like it's a tough loss on paper, um, but they are one of the hottest teams right now. So you kind of you can't hang your head. You can't hang your head on it too much. So uh, but like you said, it's been a really up and down season. Uh, but we're at the end of the day, we're in a position to make playoffs. And that's that's like I said earlier, that's all you can ask for. You just got to just got to get there. And we just got to finish the season off against the Bucks next week. Just got to come out and play our game. Um, they're not they're not fighting for playoffs, obviously. So that doesn't mean they're just going to roll over. Uh, but we definitely should be the team. I mean, more locked in. We should be super laser focused against the Bucks. So hopefully, come out and get that two zero to finish the season. What do you think the team is missing to be a championship se- uh, uh, team? Uh, there's uh, there's a lot. There's a lot that uh, obviously there's always room for improvement. You guys have a pretty good team, but what do you feel like uh, is missing? Oh, for sure, it's the defensive consistency, um, and that's been our and that's been our our weakness all year. And I, it's really a team thing. Uh, a lot of people like to put blame on, on one player on our team, but it's 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 a collective uh, it's a collective uh, blame, I guess you should say, a collective effort. Our team defense just hasn't been that great this year. Uh, it starts with our lock, but it, it ends with me and, and Slay on the back end, and we just haven't just consistently haven't been able to find it. But it's it's gotten better for sure. I mean, there's really and there really was no way to go up to be but to go up to be honest with you because we were really poor on the defensive end, especially to begin the season. But we've been getting better, and then we'll have some flashes where we 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 go down again. Like against the, this last week, we had a really bad defensive week. Um, so it, it was disappointing to go backwards for sure. But I think it was good to have that then instead of in the playoffs. So uh, hopefully we can use last week. Uh, and like I said, we've been in lab this week trying new things, uh, trying to get right defensively. But really, that the biggest, the, easily the biggest thing for us is going to be defensive consistency in playoffs. Uh, Shots, can you explain for our listeners like how difficult it is to operate on the defensive end in 2K? Because obviously, you guys are all controlling just one individual player, so the, the communication, obviously, the, the chemistry needs to be there for you guys to be efficient on the defensive side of the ball. So, explain to our listeners kind of how difficult that is to kind of maintain 
uh, you know, your, your man in front of you, playing man, or go to a zone at mid-game to explain to the listeners how you know, yeah. that kind of works. Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, th- and this year, it is very, it's very tough to get stops. I will say that too. The, the way the game is, it's very difficult. Uh, some teams make it look easy. I'll be honest with you. Like I'll watch some of the, the better defensive teams in the league and they, they make it, sometimes they make it look easy. Like it, it's really not that easy. You have to, a lot of things you have to worry about the point guard. Um, I mean, all the point guards are fading now. So you got to worry about the fade first off. Uh, you got to worry about blinders. You're getting crabbed. Uh, you got to worry about the midi. Uh, there's contact dunks. Um, there's the the sharp the shooting guard moving off ball and shooting over the the six three point guard so there's a lot of things uh, that go into playing defense but definitely communication is a big one uh, and I, I think that's something it's not always communication though because sometimes we do communicate and we still won't get stops like it it, mm-hmm. it comes down to communication and stick skill I feel like it's a balance of both um, you could talk all day but if you're not you know, and doing the right things on the sticks, you're still not going to get the stop. But and you could do you could do the right things on the sticks every time. But if you don't talk, you're not going to get stops either. So I think they go. I think communication and, and stick skill just goes hand in hand. And and like I said, it's difficult to get stops. I'm not saying it's easy, but um, definitely for what we want, our like our standards, it hasn't been there. So yeah. You talk about how you have uh you have you talk about Slayala and you also have Dante Faze and legit talk about their potential you guys are obviously a high scoring team but you guys have troubles defensively talk about their potential of those guys uh when you guys are all clicking what what kind of what are you what yeah are you no we're we we've seen like Dante he's had big series like against the Celtics I remember was one um and he's had other good series and when when he's playing good and when Slay's playing good and our offense is usually for the most part consistent I'll say I, I would say consistent we're pretty pretty solid on the offensive end we have some bad some bad maybe turnover games or, or or bad shooting games, but it's really rare. I think we're shooting second in the league in like all all categories. So just really, I mean, and Slay was a Slay was a great pickup for us. Slay, uh, I think it was he was pick sixty, and when we picked him, a lot of people said, "Oh, that was the worst pick in the draft. This guy shouldn't be in the league and this and that." So I think he's proved a lot of people wrong, and he actually surprised me a little bit. Uh, he's he's played really good for us. Um, on both sides of the ball he's defense he's been really good and it, and it's hard to blame anyone individually for defense like I said earlier I, I really feel like it's a collective problem on defense I feel like individually everyone's gotten better at on defense or is at least good at defense it's just a, it's a collective thing uh, but the improvements have been there and then Fias, it's it's tough for for Fias in a role like he is because we don't we don't really need the shooting guard to get the ball and dribble and shoot and do stuff like that because we really don't need it. Me and Chalk on the pick and roll is pretty efficient. So it's kind of a tough role, but when, when he gets the ball, I mean, he's been pretty good. He's gotten better. I think everyone on this team has gotten better throughout the season. And that's the most important thing. Uh, but the thing is every, everyone kind of does get better in the league. So it's kind of who gets more better, if that makes sense. <laughs> um, so that's just kind of like a rep thing and a, and a comfort, comfortability with your team. Uh, but Fize has been really good. He's a really good player. Um, a lot of people, he's he's probably one of the most underrated players in the league, just stick skill wise. Like he can play a lot. I've seen him play a lot of different positions. He played lock for us for a little bit. Um, really good at the game. So it's just the role that he has is kind of small on this team, just because we really don't use the shooting guard as much because we don't really have to. Mm-hmm. Well, now that I know I've been butchering his name this whole time, I've been calling him Faze this whole time. So <laughs> I, it's not, no, it's, now I know it's Fias. Thank you for Fies. letting me know about that. So. <laughs> Hey, man. Hey, hey, hey. Stop. Leave me alone. Uh, anyway, so what do you feel? Um, you Obviously, like I said, you guys have one series left in the regular season, then you guys go off to the ticket. What do you feel like you have left to prove or display 
to uh, not only to the league, and, but to the to your fans as well. Yeah, well, hopefully we don't go the ticket. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> hopefully we finish in front of the top five, in the top five, so we're not in the ticket. We get to watch the ticket, so that'd be nice. Uh, but no, we just got to – really the biggest thing we want to prove is that we're a contender, and I don't think we've really proved that yet. I feel like, like I talked about earlier in our tournaments, we haven't had the most success. Um, and I think that's just the biggest thing. I don't think a lot of other teams – view us as contenders so in my in my eyes I like that I, I like being the slept on team and the team that mm. people maybe not take serious all the way so uh really just the biggest thing like the biggest thing we have to prove is that we belong so I feel like we're definitely definitely capable of belonging with these other teams at the top well ladies and gentlemen there you have it so you better you don't you don't have to talk about them but if you if you keep disrespecting them, they're gonna come up as well. <laughs> we've, seen, we've seen we've seen businesses like that game when you guys played against uh, Magic Gaming, like, you came out of nowhere, you stole the ball, and then you hit that and one dunk to win it, which was crazy. I was just like, wow. <laughs> Remember, John, you sent me, like, you were like, I can't, I can't believe I'm actually <laughs> – I'm actually nah, – like, I peeped it on Twitter. I was like, "Nah, I had to send it over. I had to send that one over." That was yeah, crazy. that was that was. First of all, what like what was the what was the vibe like in the in the room when like that whole sequence against Magic Game? Yeah, that was a that was a huge comeback. So I think we were down like nine with like two minutes or three minutes left or something like that. So really, we were just I mean just ecstatic, really like and relieved. Like I was really like for me personally when I when I went when we win close games or big games like that, like I. I'm not the like type of guy to just be going crazy yelling. I'm I just feel more relieved. Like home, like thank you, like thank God, thank God we won that game. You know, like, I, like we actually pulled that out. Like, and the crazy thing about the end of that game was uh, we got that crazy still. I got the and one. And uh, if you notice a lot on the free throws this year, if you miss that free throw, a lot of times they can score in transition. So I was like, man, I got the end one. I was like, man, I have to make this free throw. So I was just thinking about that for like 10 seconds. I cannot miss this free throw. And I greened it, <laughs> thankfully. So just like I said, just a lot of relief. A lot you got to think about uh, Rolando Blackman in the All-Star game in idiot. Confidence, baby, confidence. Yeah, uh, that's, that's, that's what you got to think of. Uh, all right. Uh, so obviously, uh, one more thing. What are you? What are you doing? Like, obviously, you're, you're, you personally. I know you talk about the Nets. You guys have you're tuning some things up. But what are you like? What are you doing mentally and personally to for this bye week as you prepare for the season winding down? Yeah. Um, for me personally, uh, I've been. I'll play the game in my spare time sometimes, like at night. I'll get. We have like little tens lobbies in the league. Uh, so I've been kind. Of, I've been joining those more lately, just to stay sharp, just for this little playoff run. Uh, but mentally and physically, really just for me, doing what I've been doing, uh, going on my walks, working out, lifting, things like that. Like that thing, And that's something I really hadn't been doing as much the other seasons. And I think this season, uh, doing that, like doing things for myself um, physically has actually translated onto the court because I'm in a better mental space. So just keep – just really I've just been doing the same type of things and keeping myself as sharp as I can and, and physically in person, and that's – and I think that's been translating to the game. Awesome. Awesome. That's, you hear that, uh, gamers? Get your mentals right, and the on-court performance will improve. Do it. Better than yesterday, you. right, Johnny? Better yeah, got to be better than yesterday. Shout out to Vinny. Uh, all, right, so, all right. Awesome. All right. So uh, anything that we missed or that you want to bring up before we wrap things up? You guys, you guys ask good questions, man. Some really good questions. I mean, I, I got, I got one last one. I got one last one. So it yeah. was big news this week about uh, the return of in-person play for the playoffs uh, in Dallas. How do you feel about that? Uh, it's been, you know, two years. And I remember when I heard that, I was like, my God, two years, crazy. But two years uh, uh, in the return of in-person play. Um, just talk about that a little bit and uh, what you expect from it. 
Yeah, really, I don't know what to expect. Uh, it's been a while, man. Like, I, I I can't even – I think I'm thinking, yeah, the last game I played on the stage was, was the last game of regular season, season two. So, it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what to expect because the thing – the thing about playing in person back in the day was the game was a little different on land than it was online. Um, mm-hmm. And that's just probably, and a lot of that's because of latency, obviously, and you're playing in person and, you know, there's less lag and it's, it's technically smoother, but it feels different uh, than what we're yeah. used to playing online. So I think that would be the big, I think that's the biggest thing I'd look out for in the playoffs is just are people greening their shots. It would be the biggest thing because uh, the latency is a, is a lot different. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I think, everything else kind of will stay the same, like decision-making and people like defensive rotations, adjustments, like that won't be affected as, as much in person because you're, you're still with your team. You're still talking, you're doing all that. But I think like shooting and, and things like that, free throws, like stuff like that, I think we'll see maybe might be different. I think that's a big thing to look out for. Uh, all right. Well, we will see. So maybe we'll, mm-hmm. we'll see how things go along in person, but uh, uh, where can the people find you, Chuck? I mean, shots. Whoa. I always confuse the two. Wow. Johnny, Johnny wow. came up with the – yo, I got to tell you. So, Johnny, when we were doing the recording, these, this guy came up with the most – tell him the nickname that you came up with for both of them. It was the most corny no, thing. No, don't – you're going to out me like this. You made a mistake. Don't try to out me like no, this. No, no, I'm deflecting <laughs> to the max. Tell him. Tell We hit interview shots. And tell so him, come on, tell bro. Him, tell him the nickname that you came up with the most god-awful. So we, we had a we – a, uh, we, 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 we recapped the season the last two weeks. We do it almost every two weeks for the season. And – I, he, he was talking about his nets and talking about how you know, great it was to beat Gen G and all this other stuff. So I was just saying, I had this joke lined up like, hey, chalk, chocolate, you know, and I was just having a little joke and he calls it the worst joke of all time. Now, for me personally, I thought it was kind of funny. It was like a quick little jab in there, like, oh, he's chocolate, cool. He's just suck it to another level. So you want to bring that on me. You should be seeing. You want to bring that on me. He did get his nickname from White Chocolate. So exactly. So Thank you, thank you, shots. Thank you. You see, now nah, no, no more, no more the slander. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, it's over. Johnny, you oh. suck. Anyways, no. uh, so that's <laughs> the edition of the Reach the Teaching podcast. Uh, uh, yeah. So where can where, where can the people find you, Chuck? Uh, right there. <laughs> Yo, wow. no, I hate, I always confuse the two. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Where can the people find you? There we go. I'm just yeah. gonna say where can people find you. No, that's fine. It's, it's all good, man. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter. Shots. S H O T Z underscore. Um, or on you can follow me on Twitch, that boy shots. So uh, um give me a follow, DM if you have any questions, and I usually respond. So there you go. Yeah, so Robinson, you want to learn you've more had about too so- many shots, Robinson. You've had too many <laughs> shots today. It's already it's only 10 30 on the East Coast. Man. I was Come at a on, I was man. at a concert yesterday, so I'm very exhausted. Uh, so yes, uh if you want to learn more about the MB2K League, you have any questions for the young viewers out there, feel free to ask him and feel free to learn about how to make the 2K League. We teach kids about making the 2K League, so hopefully that they can learn about it as well. So that'll do for this edition of the Reaching and Teaching podcast presented by CEI Esports. You can follow us on Instagram, Reaching and Teaching, and you can check us out on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, and YouTube. If you want to see Johnny's little lamp, go right ahead. If you want to see my playing wall, you want to see that shirt he's representing, there you go. So you want to check all that out, feel free. Uh, so that'll do it. Uh, thanks a lot for coming along. We really appreciate you taking time to talk to us, Shots. Yeah, I really appreciate you guys for having me. It was a lot of fun. All right, awesome. And best of luck on the rest of the season, man. Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, keep striving. And, appreciate uh, it. Continue the, continue the journey, man. All right, awesome. Uh, so thanks a lot, guys, and stay tuned for more.